All right, and shalom, shalom, and shalom again. This is Dr. Larry, Senior Pastor, Palmer Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. And uh, we want to welcome all of those, whether you uh, uh, participating in this teaching with us, YouTube, uh, Facebook, TikTok, IG, whatever platform you may be catching us on, or if you're on our local broadcast, our, st- our tri-state, tri-state, I think we reach all the way in Texas, actually. And you're catching this on that particular uh, avenue of reception in terms of uh, participating in this worship with us and our teaching. We certainly appreciate that. Now, those on YouTube Live, go ahead and hit the like button for us. It's not we're not trying to be popular. That'll help draw other people to our platform. And also you can subscribe. And, and I see that has increased and that's good to our channel about hitting that bell at the top in the right-hand corner. And when we come on, you should be notified. I can't guarantee because I don't control all of that. And also you can go to our webpage, empowermentoffaith.org, and uh, we have a library and we are building some additional things in there that you can get our teaching unedited. So we don't have to not say certain words for uh, the sake of being put off and stuff like that. You know, we know we are dealing with a world system, but if you go to our website, you will be able to get unedited messages. We say we want to say and deal with the things the way you need to be dealt with. But at the same time, we don't back off teaching the word. So we're going to get uh, we, we are teaching. We've been teaching what about the last year, a year or two on uh, laws of the kingdom, understanding laws of the kingdom, uh, revelation of the kingdom. We've really been talking about the government of the kingdom of heaven that was designed to govern our lives. Uh, that's where we are. And if you want to go back and study uh, we got thousands of videos. You can always go to our, our, our YouTube channel and uh, they've been categorized. So you can go to that particular area and uh, study that. I was talking to one of the others uh, yesterday and they was asking me a question. I said, well, that's on. I, I already did that teaching. He said, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. I said, oh, you want them small ones. <laughs> you want to know something, you'll go there and, and listen to the teachers. And see, that's what we get ready to get into the uh, law of scholarship. You'll go search out for yourself and and find that. Take the time and find it, you know, and get into it. Then you have a question about something you have it because we got we got teaching on just everything you need to be successful in your life and find your purpose, your destiny, and you know, and be pleasing unto the Father. For the Scripture said, the person that come to the Father must believe that He is, <clears throat> and He is a reward of those that diligently seek Him. So what we do as usual, we want to look at. Some principles. Now, principles are rules that cannot be changed. Rules, laws that cannot be changed that were set first. You can't change that. You can't vote it and change it. You can't Christianize it and change it. You can't Islamize it and change it. You can't Buddhismize it and change it. You can't do anything to change those law, those uh, principles. And we also look at precepts. Now, precepts are the original uh, ideals you know, and thoughts of Elohim. Once, you know, those thoughts, uh, precepts crystallize our thoughts. So the expression of the father, original, his original intent. And I always say it's more important to get precepts in your belief system than it is to read the Bible or study the Bible because you're studying something. If you don't know the original intent, you know, what was the father original will concerning that, then what happens, we self-impose our own ideas on it and we have a mess on our hands. So we want to do uh, a brief review. Um, we're going to look at, uh, uh, we're going to go to note two 
and look at a couple words concerning law. Because you know how it is. Uh, many say we're not under the law. And you know that's due to a lack of knowledge, not knowing uh, what law actually is, you know, and not knowing uh, that kingdom law uh, was set in place for us to live by. But because of mistranslations, transliterations, and the development of a religious docu <clears throat> document to establish a religious institution, you know, as a result of that, it's been poured and cramped uh, down in, uh, crammed down in the belief systems for over 1800 years. And it's part of the culture now, but we breaking that culture up and establishing culture of the kingdom government. And you see these three primary uh, words that are used. And, and the first one is that, that's Dalet Tav, that, and that's a decree. And you see that in Daniel 6, 5, uh, Ezra uh, 7 and 26, when you go back and study. And I'm going to touch it, those Hebrew letter words meaning, that's spelled Dalet Tav. And one of the meaning, and I'm going to let one of our uh, scholars uh, tell you, um, several meanings for that Hebrew letter word, uh, Dalet. Now, Dalet is spelled Dalet Lamed Tav. So that's the full spelling of this letter word you see. And remember in the Hebrew, there are no characters. They are actual letter words and also the ancient uh, Edenite Akabulum African Hebrew language was written in what you call Madu Nida, a pictograph in, in a picture language. So um, someone give us, uh, as relates to uh, law or decrees, give me one of the meaning for the Hebrew letter word Dalet. And just do it real quick for us. Access. Could you say that again? Access. Okay, access, uh, uh, access to uh, the government, the teaching of the government of the kingdom, access to the kingdom of heaven. That's why Yeshua said, I am the Dalet or I am the door. Now, as relates to this word here, Dalet also means culture, culture. That's the one I was looking for culture now. Culture, somebody give me the answer to this. Culture is produced by what? Law. I need you to say it clearer and loud so we can hear you. It's produced by what? Law. 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 I'll say culture is produced by law. And media uh, text, you can help if they don't, uh, you, you get it. Culture is produced by law. Now let's go back to our notes. Culture, all culture, and culture is a set of common beliefs or behavior patterns. Common belief or behavior patterns, that's culture. Culture is created and produced by law. Dalet is access to the culture within the teaching of the word, the uh, behavior, the attitude, what we have in common uh, is going to be revealed based on the father's laws. You see, culture. All right, so Dalet, you got Dalet Tav. So the, what we want to extract from this, if Dalet is talking about culture, and we know that culture, just like uh, in Barashi uh, 2.15, when the English translation say that he put the man, Adam, in this culture, in this place, to 
uh, tend it and to keep it. That word tend, of course, we know that's the Hebrew word, abad. Abad. Ain but yet daulet. And we know ain, one of the meaning is to have revelation, experience and knowledge. And that experience is due to be, being exposed to knowledge or light of the kingdom. And, and of course, we know but yet mean what controls the inside or what's inside family, you know, what's inside the family, what's inside the person, what's inside a nation, but uh, the, go farther with it. What is controlling that person on the inside? All right. And then Dalet right there is on the end of the spelling for the Hebrew word Abad. And one of the meanings access to the presence, the anointing, the teaching, the word, the governing policy of the kingdom. So when he told Adam in the original Hebrew language to 10, he was telling him to uh, use the vision that you have inside of you by way of you being having access to my anointing, my presence. And, and that's what you are to colonize the earth with that culture. So he had a vision. He had a vision in him by having access to the anointing, to the present, or open heaven. It was right there before. And he said, you take this and you colonize the earth. You understand? Now let's, let's put our notes back up. So, when we look at doubt, I mean, that in the Hebrew, this word decree, this word decree, that Dalet is making reference to a revelation of the culture of the kingdom uh, based on the covenant. Because Tav means covenant. It means covenant. It means cross also. It means identity. And that identity is expressed as a result of being in agreement with this particular and established in this particular covenant. So when you say decree, that decree means that this covenant, it's a covenant that we're in agreement with and we are, that we have access to, and that's what is to govern, uh, that's the law that we are to live by. Then, now I'm not gonna go into each one of them in detail like that, I just did that one, cause you get this book, uh, someone got it on a picture of uh, Marquise and Lindsay, Keys of Revelation, and we break down the meaning of each one of these words. We put that study tool in your hand. So when you study and you can, yes, you can go to the original language. I, I'm not talking about speaking. I'm talking about knowing what he's talking about. Go to the original language, see what the letter words meaning mean, and you will get the personal kingdom lexicon of uh, in terms of the context of what the Holy Spirit was saying, you'll be able to validate these translations and these lexicons that we have here. All right. Uh, another word is mishpat. That's justice, decision, ordinance. Uh, the primary sense of shafat is to exercise the process of government. You see, because shafat is within, within that word uh, mish, mishpat to uh, exercise the process of government. And you'll find it in Tehillim 81 and 14. You see, exercise a process. We can't exercise a process if I'm not knowledgeable of it or obeying these particular laws. And then you have, of course, Torah and instructions, a doctrine. Uh, now, in the Hebrew letter word meaning, we're going to hit that one. Uh, Tav Resh, I mean, Tavav Resh High is how it's spelled. And uh, Minister Tech may be able to point at that for you. And of course, the Tav Covenant, you know, Covenant. We know um, uh, 
Yeah, Torah. Yeah. All right. Covenant. Um, identity. Vav to establish, connect, be in alliance with. A resh, prince, ruler, high, a revelation, heaven of what comes from. Now, one basic meaning is the uh, Torah or the instruction are composed of the teaching that comes from that high on the end pointed it that that come instruction that come from the leader rash ruler prince nail or established to the cross because that's another meaning of tav is a cross so the torah is not the five books of moses of moshiach that is not the torah the torah consists of the instructions that comes from the leader who by way of being nailed to the cross, open up the law of the father to us relative to restoring the kingdom law and his intent back. The teaching instruction to come from the leader nailed to the cross. The covenant, he, the, by him being nailed to the cross, that established the covenant. Now we have a revelation of the prince, his teaching. You see, now, actually, when you look at the Torah, it's more than five books. When you look at uh, it's more it's seven books, because the book amid the Burum is two books, three books. I'm sorry, three books. So it's actually seven books and not five. So where we get the five from? We got them from uh, the Catholic uh, and, the, and the religious, quote, church fathers, unquote, who came up with their own doctrine concerning this. And what happened is much of the original intent was washed away with religion. That's why people said, uh, well, the Torah, that's five books of Moses. Heaven don't understand that language because there's no such thing as five books of the law. And that's past. Heaven don't understand that. That's religious doctrine of men. So we want to look at that. Now, the Tanakh, read the notes here. The Tanakh has a variety of terms for law. The most common of which are Torah, law instructions, teaching, uh, court, uh, statute, decree, mishpat, judgment, legal decisions, the bar, the word, the bar is the Hebrew word for word. Forget the the uh, uh, the logos and the rhema. Just throw that out the book. All those words are new. Those uh, came from Greek thought. That is not, has nothing to do with Hebrew thought. The Hebrew word for word is the bar. The bar and it's spelled uh Dalet Bet Biet Resh. Dalet Biet Resh. So the uh, Beret uh Resh spells son. You see, Dalet access culture, uh open heaven. So when we hear the word, we hear the son of Elohim, Yeshua, who is the word being expressed to us. And every thing that the father is, I don't even like using the word thing, is embedded in his word. So when you hear the word, you're hearing who the father is. All of his power, all of his anointing, all of his presence is in every word that he speaks. And all of who he is is invested in the son, Yeshua, and the son came to earth to open heaven back up to mankind by way of being born again and being restored to our position of righteousness. So the bar, remember we say, you know, we say, and here's a principle, 
the word of the king is law. That's where they come from. As relates to instructions and government for our lives. All right. Okay, now. Um, okay, and then we have, uh, what else we get? Mishwa, uh, command. All right, so there are three primary words in the Hebrew for law that are used in the original scripture in, in, the, in the Bible. I say original scripture in the Bible because the Bible is not original scripture. The Bible is a book that was uh, formulated by the Roman Catholic Church based on Greek thought. Many scriptures there in the Bible are contaminated with transliterations and uh, replacement theology. Much was left out. Some was added in. And when you get to the Messianic scriptures, they did a good hack job on Messianic because they just threw away the Hebrew and said the Greek text is the original. No, no Greeks were no Hebrews. Had no perception of Hebrews. No, no lineage, you see. So that, that's what that's how bad religion have messed stuff up. Now, let's go to the next note. Now, we're just giving you foundation before we get it. We get ready to get into the law of Scott, the scholastic laws. Let's go to the next note. But we won't. We need to have these precepts in us. The original thought, the original plan. We need to have concepts. We need to get impregnated with original knowledge, original truth, and not the made up stuff. All right, now, here it is. Uh, tell you what, I'm gonna let um, someone read that, you know, that could see good, <laughs> read good, and hit that mic good, and come away from it good. Uh, go ahead and read that for us, and all our viewers are gonna be listening. Read this note, and then if I be prepared for me to enter, interject as you read, go right ahead. The Greek translation of the Hebrew word law is nomos and gives no definite distinction of which of the words of the scripture refers to pertaining law. This is the word that was used when the Greek language was used to replace the original Hebrew. Note, the first English translation came from the Greek of the Messianic scriptures and changed to the term New Testament by the Catholic Bishop Melito of Sardis. Okay, that, now that right there, this revelation right here of colonization of Greco-Roman theology of translations, that should stop everybody and say, wait a minute. Wait, just, just hold on. I got to check everything out now because I've been lied to. That, that should make you stop. You see, that should make you stop. Um, and, you know, if you go and Google and go to mainstream religious theological resources, it's going to convince you that this is wrong that the Greek text was the original. It never made sense to me from the day I started, the day I found out, and I, I, I've been in seminary. I, I, remember, I'm a professor in the seminary, matter of fact, dean and everything. And uh, I said, wait a minute, something like, it never did click. Why would they, Hebrews, why would they black folk write the Messianic writing in Greek? And they weren't Greeks. 
And then I read Yosefic, and of course, you know the original Hebrew black folk, according to our terminology. Um, and the um the 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 what was it? Why would they do that? And they were in Africa, Northeast Africa, the Middle East is Northeast Africa. That term was changed by World War II American correspondents when they dug the Suez Canal to separate and push Israel further from any knowledge of Israel originally being in Africa. Y'all did know that already though. All right, so, but I, I just had a problem with that. I said, okay, why, I ain't not. Then I read Yosephus, you know, and I just pronounced his original name in the Hebrew, Yosef. Uh, Joseph is an English transliteration of the Hebrew word Yosef. I read Yosef as the historian, and I found out that actually the Hebrews actually hated. I got the book back back behind me somewhere. Here it is. Let me get it for you. The Hebrews hated, uh, not hated, but they detested the Greek culture, the Greek ways, and the Greek language. They didn't want to learn how to speak it. There it is right there. You can check it out for yourself. They didn't want to learn how to speak it. See, we believe all this old fake American history, but want to reject that history, you see. And they detested that. And remember, it was the Syrian Greeks who defiled a temple, you know, and the, the father gave a miracle of Hanukkah, dedication, feast of dedication. Remember, those Syrian Greeks did that. So uh, what that happened to the scriptures is a, a, a blast of colonization of Greco-Roman theology, philosophy, and law, you see. So that's why everybody's on the same page in thinking and believing that. That's what they teach in the seminary. That's what your pastor gonna teach you. That's what he was taught. When you study, you know, that's what you're gonna find. Now, there are sources that counter that, but mainstream is, is not out there in your face. That's why you have to study to find out what's really going on. So now, we are sharing this with you so you can get this concept. Nomos is the only word that the Greek text had in it when the scriptures were translated, when the Hebrew was translated into the Greek, only one word was used for the word law. You just saw five words in the Hebrew for law. Now, someone tell me, if there are five words to express different types of law and different applications to engage the process of law and exposure, how effective it is in taking one word to give me the understanding of five, or is that effective? Or what's the purpose behind it? I mean, how could I really understand what's going on if you took five words and put them all in one. Someone tell me, what do you think about that thought process and that uh, colonization process that will apply? Just give me just one person, just tell me what, what are your thoughts on that? What is that gonna do to you? And this is personal Bible, personal scripture study. It, we're doing this on purpose and we're letting you know, everybody in on our person development sessions and, and this is where we interact. So just give me your thought real quick. You know, don't delay. Just come on with it. Uh, my thoughts are it. 
basically takes away the original ideas of what law really is, and it's, it almost makes law seem as though it's bad. Or it takes when I say it takes away the original meaning, you can replace that meaning by using that one word, and it can create a uh, confusion or what should I say, a misunderstanding. Um, but you know, religion could use that when you uh, take away the the other meanings of it to promote whatever it wants. The, the one word to me. Yeah, so that's my. Okay. Anybody else want to give some input on this? That's what I was going to say. It doesn't, um, when you, okay, the English language does not uh, do justice to what the father was trying to convey. So when they were using that one word nomis, um, it didn't, it didn't convey the um, mindset of what the father wanted to convey concerning the word law because there are so many other words in the Hebrew for law. So um, like Elder DJ, I mean, Elder Derek was saying, it, it brings uh, confusion and the person can't fully understand what the father's trying to convey if they're trying to um, make that fit the source of thought of what he was conveying, but that's not how it works. Of course, it's it's a it's a shrewd strategy, because when you take away something, you can replace it with what you want to replace it with. So you take away all these other words with their meaning and intent, and you come up with one word. And this one word you come up with, you say that's talking about the Torah, or this phrase that was coined by the Catholic Church, also Old Testament. We not under the law, the law have passed. Okay, my question, since I know now, there are five other words relative to law, which one? You don't know. Misunderstanding, cover up, replacement theology. Because now, now the, these newest of these uh, lexicons you have out here now, they have uh, made attempts to correct that and they'll give different Greek words for the different Hebrew words. But in the original translation, the King James, the New King James, all the translations that we have, it come from one word. So when people say or read law, well, we're not under the law, they don't know what they're talking about because they have been presented with the right knowledge. Is he talking about a decree? Is he talking about a process of government? Or is he talking about kingdom law? That's why you haven't heard that term kingdom law for over 1800 years being exposed to those who say they're citizens of the kingdom. You don't have that. You have the Old Testament. You have, we're not under the law. And when you hear the word kingdom, it's primarily a cliche. When you say kingdom, the kingdom of heaven has its own government. That government is the government that the citizens of the kingdom on earth who are here to colonize the earth, those are the laws that we are to learn and live by. But we didn't, you can't read the Bible and get it because it don't reveal it unless you go study the original Hebrew, then you get it. If you don't study the Tanakh, which is the correct terminology, kingdom definition of term for the scriptures, 
prior to the Messianic, if you go and study, you will find this out. That's all we did. Because when you say Old Testament, all people think about, well, that's five books of Moses, ain't it? That's past. People saying it's because that's what they've been taught. Anything that's not the truth is a lie. Anything that's not original is not the truth. And then some ways where it don't matter. Okay, what you saying is okay to lie. And it's okay to have a counterfeit into my belief system. Every time someone say it doesn't matter, that person have in within their belief system lies and counterfeits and don't even know it. That's why I don't get mad at folk. I said, well, they just don't know. Because this is what they've been fed for all these years. The culture, we're in the Bible belt. The Bible belt, the culture uh, predicts the outcome of a person's faith. And it's a religious culture based on Greek Roman theology. Okay. Not, 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 not kingdom, the government of the kingdom of heaven. That's why you don't hear that that much. You don't hear that that much. All right. So that's something that we now notice Bishop Melito, a Catholic bishop of the church. And that's another made up that word, English word church come from a made up Greek word, ecclesia, which is solely talking about a political party of people that was selected based on Greek theory of leadership, which says, if you're not European, you can't be a part of rich European, by the way, you can't be a part of the ecclesia. Folk don't know that. Don't know that, you know. So that's why you very seldom hear me say that word because I know what it means. Scholars do this. This, this is normal for scholars, no shock. And uh, truth always agree with truth. You'd be surprised how many people setting up in a church not even saved. They just went through the motion. And that's why they fight the way that they do. All right, so this, this is a Catholic bishop did this. Remember, not, not, not an emissary, not a, 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 a Hebrewic Israelite prophet, not a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. It was a government-appointed Catholic church bishop who did this. Matter of fact, the people couldn't even read. They didn't have no Bibles. The priest read it <laughs> and kept it in, 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 in the... Uh, uh, they church building, I forget what you call them now. They're cathedrals. They were kept, people couldn't even, that's where the Calvinists and the Protestants came from. They said, wait a minute, y'all saying we got to pay for salvation, we got to do this. Only the bishop can tell us how to live. We can read for ourselves. And they started protesting. So when you check history, you get this concept in you, it flipped everything around, and you begin to study and get truth. Let's look at one more note here. One more note. Let's look at another one. Maybe we're gonna. We're just building this, uh, pulling this foundation uh, as we get into Let's look at this next note into this law of scholarship. It's very important. Now, Yeshua came <clears throat> to connect the spirit and intent of the law giver back to the law. I'm going to ask a question, but I just gave you answers. There are two parts of law. Uh, two parts of law. Will someone go ahead and tell, her what, tell us what those two parts of law is? Two parts. Now you all know this, don't be hesitant. I mean, it's personal development study. There's nothing formal, nothing like that, nothing churchy. Give us the two parts of law. The spirit of the law and the intent of the law? Well, intent and spirit is the same. 
but that's great. It's the law, uh, Elder Torrey, and the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is the intent. The law itself and the intent carry, or the spirit of the law carries the intent of it. And that's what lawyers do. They manipulate the intent. Like you can do something, you totally in the right. They go to court and manipulate the intent of it and get their people out off something they should be punished for. So that's correct. The law and the spirit of the law, which carries the intent. All right. Now here we have Matthew 5, 21. Uh, someone read that for us. We're not going to study it. Just read. Uh, and this is going to explain what, what this point means when we say Yeshua came to connect the spirit and intent. See, there it is right there. See, the spirit and intent of the law back to the law. Uh, someone read those two verses for us. Man, y'all waiting too long. Go ahead, uh, Elder Tori, read that. You don't have to wait on nobody. Just come on. Read that for us. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell i have heard that it was said you should not commit adultery but i tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in with her in his heart so here it is what yeshua was saying what you've been hearing is the written law but you have not been hearing my intent when I wrote it in the government of the kingdom, what he is telling them, and that's what Yeshua is doing. He is coming back to reveal the kingdom law. He's, he came back to get rid of the ritual, ceremonial, civil, traditional, and to establish the kingdom law, which is the law of the government of the kingdom that was designed for us to live back. He is saying, what you've been focusing on is the written law only, just the flesh. My intent was that if anyone murders, no, here, here is one. If you're angry, you're already subject to judgment. Whether you hit them or fight them or, or, or scrap with them, that's just the act of the thought. If you think about this person, you're wrong. The thought going to follow, I mean, the act is going to follow the thought. And the government of the kingdom, the government of the kingdom judges the thought, judges the intent. Because the written law carries a intent and only the spirit can reveal the intent. Here's Yeshua, the one who gave the law in his word. Walking in the power of the spirit with revelation, uh, knowledge of kingdom law. Okay, so this, this is very important that we get this. So when he said, I didn't come to abolish the law of the prophets, what he was saying, I didn't come to get rid of the law that was designed to govern the, the citizens of the kingdom. I came to, I think that's on the next one. I came to expand it. I came to establish the intent and spirit of what I said, not for that to pass. You see, ritual, ceremonial, you know, going 
you know, the blood and the lamb and the laying hand on the scapegoat and wearing certain clothing to uh, separate, uh, to develop a culture that would, that's, that's the ritual and ceremonial law. It produced a culture. Remember culture, law produced culture. And this culture said, we are different from the other nations. It, 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 it you know, it, it, it could not give no one eternal life. The dietary laws was there also to produce a culture because diet is a part of culture. Some cultures, you know, eat rats, snakes. It's a part of, it's just like some cultures eating chicken and fish. You know, it, it's culture. You know, so if a person go to a dietary law and try to send somebody to hell, that's a person who don't have knowledge of the law of the government of the kingdom for the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Yeshua's blood cannot be topped or surpassed. When you get through not eating shrimp or catfish or whatever, that still cannot cause your spirit to be born again. You see, that's why Sheol said, if it be received with thanksgiving, it's separated and it's acceptable. And that's based on this premise that we are delegated kings in the earth with knowledge of what will harm our bodies and what would help our bodies. He's not going to, he, he, he's no longer telling us, don't eat this, do eat that, brush your teeth, you know, wash possible and impossible, wash them too, you know, don't wear this, do wear that. And no, 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 no. That never was his intent. His intent was say, hey, I'm, you're connected to my culture, my laws, you're connected to my knowledge, take this and colonize the earth. We are back in that position now. We don't need ceremonial ritual. We don't need dietary laws. Now, if you are, and we all, if you're born again, and you listen to your spirit, your spirit been told you to leave that fried food alone. Your spirit been told you to leave all that sugar alone. Your spirit been told you to leave that killer food, them eggs, bacon, and pancakes, and, and all that. He, your spirit been told you to leave that alone. The father don't want to be putting no law, no take no minion from you and, and tell you what to eat. He wants us to be led by spirit. And he can lay a whole, he put everything in the earth. If you receive with thanksgiving, that means you have you have made the wise decision, did your due diligence, and you know this good, this is spiritual for my body. If you know high fructose, corn syrup, and that stuff, that preservative, and you can do something that don't have in it, hey, why am I do that when I can do this? I'm in tune with my spirit. So when a person try to impose dietary law upon a citizen, born again citizen of the kingdom, that's a person trying to drag you back under a law that is no longer in effect. Now, catfish in unregulated water will absorb too much mercury and give you dementia. That's why a lot of our seniors and elders are, are developing that disease. You trace it back, a lot of them ate a lot of catfish. Lack of knowledge. I'm just using this one because you get a religious group try to sing in your hell, and men are not even born again. Whereas a kingdom citizen, this, this is ruining many of your testimonies and your influence 
and your propensity to be effective with people and encourage them to become born again because you eat bad, your health bad, you eat bad. Can't shout three minutes. <sighs> I got to take a whole towel doing a, a praise serve. You, you, <sighs> and you want somebody to be a part of it. Now, the nation out there, another nation, and we are, we are the nation, the holy nation. There's another nation out here teaching these people to eat right and stuff. Take care of your health. Manage your family proper, properly. Be respectful. Be a man. Be diligent about your appearance. Women, don't be showing your butt cheeks and everything else you can out here. Cover yourself. And you got more people that are being helped by these other religions than there are the so-called uh, high uh, we know the Lord religion. You see. Now that's one because I know they come up a lot. So no, we're not under dietary. You under the law of the spirit and the Holy Ghost will never tell you to eat nothing that's bad for you. So so let me, let's move on. All right, let's go back to our notes. <clears throat> Anytime you got questions relative to connecting the dots, you can just stick your hand up and we'll come right to you. Let's look at this right here. What's the next one? Uh, come on, uh, Minister Tech. Let me go over and see what is it. All right, now, law, law does what? Law produces kin in the Hebrew, favor. I put that there so people understand what I'm talking about. With you all, I could easily put favor and you know exactly, you know that the original word, where this word grace came from was favor actually in the English, and the Hebrew word hen had noon. Law produces uh, favor or grace. Some, somebody tell me the correct meaning for grace. Not from, not from the Greek. I don't want to hear that. All right, but give me the correct meaning for grace. Uh, come on, scholar. Um, uh, the, ability to keep the ability to keep the law. There you go. Snipe, how you let him get ahead of you? You was setting your aim, wasn't you? Snipe was breathing. Snipe said, oh, let me breathe for I... <laughs> The reason we call her Sniper because that girl be hitting it on point. She goes straight through it. I think she counted like a pastor, whoever you, but just no, 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 nothing. Go straight to the root. But that's great. The ability to keep the law, not doing what you want to do and still going to heaven when you die. That is not grace. Not, not according to the original language and intent. So law produces that the ability it was the law okay here we go tell me what law what law that enable us how can i put this give me the because i'm trying to give you the answer while i'm telling you tell me what law and we studied that law already what law is it that will put me in the position to possess that ability to keep the law what law is that based on what law of the kingdom is that based on The law of sub submission and obedience. Okay. It's another one. The kingdom law. Now, what I'm looking for, there is a law. That's why law I tried to put it. Huh? Law of love. <laughs> Don't y'all be guessing. Your question is so broad. Can you general? I mean, can you? Can yeah, you I'm trying to make it simple. Oh, I'm trying to make it simple because if I get if I say anything else, it's, I'm going to give you the answer too easy. So, OK, so since 
Grace or hand is the ability to keep the law of the kingdom. Let me put it, how did I get ability? What law did I activate in order to get that ability? Faith. Obedience. What law was activated that put me in a position that I possess the ability to keep the law? Obedience. <laughs> Becoming born again. Faith. Uh, grace. <laughs> now, how can grace give me the ability to to do something? I don't know. I was guessing. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, listen, I'm going to give you a hint. Romeo chapter 8. Someone put in the chat the law of love. Romeo chapter 8. Law of love is in Romeo chapter 1. Romeo chapter 8. Man, don't be looking, y'all. I already gave you enough hints. Law of the Spirit. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. The fruit of the Spirit. Come on, the law. BJ, come on. The law of the Spirit of life. The law of the Spirit of life made me free from the law of sin and death. That is how I got born again. Eternal life is embedded in the law of the spirit of life. Y'all remember, we taught that. We, we got all over that. But you still have to submit and obey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you have to submit and obey, you know, but the law of spirit of life is the law that we engage when we get born again. That law was acted, Yeshua established it. That's what he came to do. See, establish the law of spirit of life. And that made me free from the law of sin and death. Law of sin and death was my spirit was dead, separated from the father. I needed to be born again. So in order to get born again, another law had to be established that would override. Now, the law of sin and death is not gone. Laws don't go away other than the ritual ceremony Yeshua took care of. But sin and death rebellion produces death. That's there. So it's still there. Just remember the law of gravity, law of buoyancy. The law of gravity never stops functioning until you get so far, then it stops. But the law of gravity is there. So what you going to do? You find out about this other law that's embedded in the law of aerodynamics. So this 60 ton plane, the law of gravity said, you're not, you weigh 60 tons. You're not going nowhere, bro. You ain't, no, you ain't, ain't happening. You ain't gone. I'm the law of gravity. You ain't getting up off his ground. So what man did is discover that if I take thrust and design these wings a certain way, I will engage another law called lift. And the law of lift will over supersede the law of gravity as long as the law of thrust is engaged and this six of tongue will get in the air and fly like a bird. And that's all that happened. It's, they discovered a law that was already here. So it was the same way with sin and death. It's there. Adam, Mas, Isa, Neged, y'all did this. You activate this law, law on all human beings. Every person that's born on this earth is being born with this law in them. They're separated from me. Sin and death, a rebellious spirit. So now Yeshua came and established another law 
Now, seeing and Delph, okay, you talking that jump. I got you, though. I got you. And dad was saying, I'm getting my kids back. I'm getting my family back. I'm just going to institute a law to supersede that. So you sure you go there and you take care of this. And he did what he did. So when we confess, acknowledge, change the way we think, ask forgiveness for the state that we're in and declare him as Lord, owner of everything and everybody and receive what he did, we get born again because we activate the law of spirit of life in us. Our spirit get regenerated. I'm back in a position of righteousness, got my dominion back because I exercise his law. Okay. And when I got born again, when my spirit got born again, now the ability to keep kingdom law is back in me now. I can do this. Just like Adam and Masa Izanigid, they could do it. They chose not to. And when they chose to listen to another spirit being, it wasn't no snake. There was a fallen malak. There was a, that his name was Lucifer. He didn't get in no snake. He didn't have to. He transformed himself into the image of a messenger of light. Sheol talks about this when he talk about false ministers and false emissaries and false pastors that they transformed themselves into ministers of righteousness and said, don't be shocked about this because Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. That knocked the snake teaching out. That was the covering cherub. He used to be one of the worship leaders with high influence. He was there talking to them, manifesting as a messenger of light, giving them an alternative lifestyle. And they chose, once they made that choice, they, they engaged the law of sin and death into mankind, human being. The father did not take that away. He said, I'm going to get another law and I'm establishing everybody activate this law. Now they're going to, their spirit's going to be born again. Now we possess the ability to please our father, imitate our father. Our spirit is back in the image and likeness of the father. No more excuses. Okay. So that's one we was looking for. Other one's good. Yeah, law of submission, obedience. You got to submit to what he had done and obey what the word said. But you can do that with other laws and still not be saved. <laughs> get born again. You got to come by way of law, spirit of life. And that teaching, for, uh, for those who haven't heard it, we got that teaching on YouTube. We And we did. Did we do it? I don't think we did that in person development session. I mean, we went all through that part. Check every table, every every tree, every leaf. I don't know who had it. It's recorded on the congregation page. That's where it is. When he talked about the law of spirit of life. Okay, that's great. So um, where are we? All right. So law, law, uh, the law produces the ability. I definitely like that because we're talking about the law of the spirit of life produces the ability uh, to keep the law. Now, law is a foundation. And thank you all for finally waking up. I know my, my wife, she, see, she'll be participating. She'll be trying to get y'all a chance. <laughs> so we want to get in this thing and interact. And, you know, this is personal development session. We're just allowing, like I said, other people to watch us as we train. You know, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your personal development uh, coach. You know, I'm getting you in shape. All right. Law is the foundation that grace stands on or the ability to keep the law. You understand? Stands on that law of eternal life. As long as we are walking in obedience, then we're going to walk. Now, you not you break a law. That don't mean you lose your salvation. 
unless you continue to break laws and you do. Because I don't believe in that that demon doctrine, once saved, always saved. We're going to get to it. We're going to show you how this that's totally demonic. Without law, there is no grace or favor. Uh, grace cannot cancel law. I get it like this because people be telling you, no, we're under grace now. We ain't under no law. Okay, all right. Now you're a citizen of a kingdom with a government and you don't have to keep no laws of the government? Come on, Cletus. Cletus, wait a minute. That means you can do anything you want to do. You are law unto yourself. That's the problem with most people who saying they're born again. That's why so much lawlessness in certain religions, so much lawlessness in churches, so much lawlessness in Christianity. There is more discipline in other religions than there is in Christianity. That's why people, a lot of people don't have nothing to do with no Christian. They don't want want to hear you. Because, and then, well, you know, we're under grace. I said, now I got enough sense to know if I do that, I'm getting some punishment. But y'all do that, don't get no punishment. Listen, I will listen to this. Let me give this example. I mean, not example. I will listen to this guy. He's a comedian. And he, you know, he give marriage counsel on his radio station now. You know, something's wrong with that already. Already. You're a comedian, but you're counseling folk. You're a football player, but you, you're a politician. Something is really, really wrong with that. And a person called in, this lady said uh, she was dating this guy. And uh, the guy really liked her. And sometimes they would sleep in the same bed, but they wouldn't have sex. Uh, And uh, they would even take showers at times and they wouldn't have sex. And when she tried to mess with him, he would say, quit playing, girl, you know, supposed to be doing it. And he wouldn't have sex with her again. All right. And then the pastor got wind of it, that the guy was interested in her and he was supposed to trying to, you know, do what's right. He didn't have enough teaching because he never would have been sleeping in a bed I don't know about y'all, but I'm not sleeping in the bed with no woman. And not complete the process. Because I'm all man, all man. Ain't, if I get in the bed with a woman, that's, yeah, so don't, don't, no. But anyway, they said, the lady said this would happen because she didn't want advice. So the pastor said he might, he's going to uh, propose to you. All right. And so she said that uh, he, you know, they would stay together, you know. But they weren't having sex. And she said, so she put on some lingerie and some sexy stuff one night, you know, because uh, she wanted to check him out. And 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 he fell for it. And uh, the next morning, he said, this is wrong. We should not. What did we do? I never should have did this. He was telling her and he told her that he don't think that she's the one for him because she was too aggressive and forward. But what you doing, Steve? Anyway, uh, I'm forward. So he wasn't sure now. And the lady wanted to know what should she do? You know, what what should she do? And then she said, because she wanted to know how well he was in bed before she married him. So she had a lot of mileage on it. You can tell that. And she wanted to make sure he had the same amount of miles on him that she had on her. So they would be compatible, you know, and they was get the comedians were giving them advice. And people calling in and they go go to church, somebody's church. I don't, I don't see this. That's what I'm saying. I ain't no, I ain't. ain't uh. Uh-uh. So uh, what I'm getting to is that when you're dealing with uh, grace based on the context of Greco theology, Greco-Roman theology, you can do what you want to do and still go to heaven. You can be a Christian and sleep together, have sex, check people out before they uh, get married. You can go to clubs, you can party, you can drink, 
You can listen, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kanye, and all of them and still go to heaven. That's why I don't have nothing to do with Christianity. And I, I just don't have nothing to do with it. Don't, don't label me like that. I tell people I'm a born again citizen of the kingdom. I believe in the scripture. I'm spirit filled. I got my language of fire. I believe in holiness. I'm not part of religion. No more. I'm not labeled like that. Yeshua never came to start a religion, period. They call it test driving cars these days. Now, if you're a citizen of the kingdom and you cross them out of path like that, run away from them. Just run. All right. So the power of grace is released when laws are obeyed. Let's look at this another. Uh, 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 the power of favor, the ability to keep the law is released when you obey the law. You see? We talking about kingdom law. I'm not talking about dietary dressing. I'm not talking about ritual ceremony. Put your prayer shawl on, wrap your head, wrap a, a do-rag on it, put a, uh, a, a dot, uh, what they call them? These little caps, dollars, put that on top of it. Uh, burn some incense, put a robe on, don't eat for 90 days, shut, shut everything down, go in the house, stay in the house. When you get through, when you get through, it don't do nothing, nothing. It, it does nothing if you don't have knowledge of the laws of the kingdom to govern your life by. All right, now, uh, go to the next, uh, let's read these scriptures then. I guess we're gonna get into law scholarship. Okay, now your code, uh, give me a reader. And uh, now people read this, but because of traditional erroneous Greco-Roman theology, some kind of way, it, it's not, it just don't register. Because it's in the belief system, law and past. We're not on the law. Oh, that's Old Testament. Now, someone read this right here. This, this in the scripture. Messianic scriptures in your code called James 2 and 12. Uh, read this for us. Uh, I got it. Um, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Wait a minute. Who read that? Did you say that? Uh, so this in the what, what, you know, they call the New Testament, right? Messianic scriptures right here. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by it. I thought, but I thought we weren't under the law. You see how things are, translation are contradictory? By the law that gives freedom. There's one law that gives freedom. That's kingdom law. All laws of the kingdom, government of the kingdom of heaven, give freedom. All of them. And that's what we are studying, at least 14 of them. Okay. Now read this next verse. A reader, continue to read. Read this next one. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Case closed. Walk out the door. Drop the mic. Go home. Go on vacation. Go fishing. Go hunt. I mean, that's it. That's it. You can't add none, nothing to that. That's it. The kingdom law frees us from the law of sin and death. The teaching of the kingdom government 
and the laws of the kingdom that were designed to govern our behavior frees us up from religion and ignorance. Okay. All right. Let me see, do I want to look at this next one here or not? Okay, so now let's go to the law of scholarship. We're going to wind it up on this. So now we got precepts, the original thought relative to law. We got contextual meaning and we got content, the substance of it, which is the original idea and mind of the father. So if you go back to the beginning, all creation is founded on law. Law governs all creation, not grace, law does. So been taught wrong, just been taught wrong. But if you've been taught wrong so long, you have a proclivity to fight truth. Religion, and you can take this in your note, is one of the most powerful controlling spirit that you can have in your belief system. Religion will command a person to put a nuke on their back or a bomb and go blow up babies in a hospital with a promise of paradise and a person will do it. They just lose consciousness. They lose respect for life, value for life because of their controlling religious spirit. Religion will have you resisting truth. Religion will make you look over injustice. Religion will make you look over maltreatment to other people. As long as they're a part of your religion, you'll treat them right. If they're not a part of your religion, you won't treat them right. You hate them. There's a doctrine of hate against one of the most dominant religions in the United States, and that's Islam. And you get primarily uh, Christian Republicans uh, preaching this hate, hate doctrine relative uh, to those uh, Islam. They terrorists. They come to destroy. They come to do that. And the terrorists are citizens. The hideous, most hideous, most hideous terrorists are born right here in America. A question. Yes. Okay, the question is posted um, on YouTube, and the question is: Why is it that the Greeks wanted to persuade the world that they were the original? Uh, that's a good one, and I, and I appreciate whoever's listening on YouTube. And uh, the people that listen to us are intelligent people, by the way, and and people you can't just deceive and sway any kind of way. Why did the Greeks? It actually, actually, it was more than the Greeks. Now, there is a, uh, uh, in Africa, this library in, Alex, I think it's Alexandria in Africa. And you, you remember uh, the Roman emperors, emperor mean Lord also, <clears throat> Caesars mean Lord, and their efforts to control the world and colonize the world with their culture. You see, that's backward. Not with the kingdom culture, with theirs. Uh, all the places that they went to to conquer, they converted them or colonized them over to their culture, their laws. And what Rome did when they invaded Greece, they got a hold of their books and stuff and saw that this stuff will work to our benefit, our advantage. That's where the word Democrat come from, too. Greeks invented that, that whole concept. And Yeshua said he hated it 
over in the book of Hazan Revelation. Democracy as a whole, he said, it don't like that. I know they shock your socks off, but it's there. And what they did, so the Greeks, when they went into in Africa, they got the knowledge and the books and the library from there. And the Greeks stole it and said it was theirs. They pretended all this knowledge they had, they came up with it. And they actually went into Africa and got it from there. Even Shea called Paul went to uh, uh, North Africa to study. The male was, was there. You know, they knew that what the knowledge was. But the Greeks pretended that they came up with all this stuff. So what the Romans did, they took what they call Greek knowledge and Greek thought, implemented into law, and also implemented it into the religion that they formed. Y'all remember uh, Constantine, you know, who was supposedly converted and you study, if you look at, search this history out and go on the internet, you'll get fooled. They'll fool you, saying he was a great apostle to the, and they made him an apostle, an emissary. Yes, they did. And he did this, you know, he stopped the persecution. He did, he wasn't doing it because uh, he saw, uh, he had a vision of a cross in the sky and heard a voice saying, use this sign to conquer. Yeshua did not come to this earth and tell Rome to conquer the earth with their culture. Biggest lie you ever heard. So that's where the Greeks come in. Because they was they was they was being paraded as the intelligent ones, Socrates, Aristotle, all the education, all the colleges in America is based on Greek thought. The foundation is Greek. That's why you have all these Greek sororities and fraternities. They supposed to be the smart ones and all. Now you black from Africa, but you, I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't understand it. I can't wrap my, my head, feet, nothing around it, other than being just ignorance of who people are and the source of stuff. But that's that's why education is, is based on Greek. You had to study all this stuff to continue to embed that Greco thought in the uh, belief system to think you are educated when you study Greeks. So they took the same thought, infuse it in religion, say we're going to put it in the Greek language. And in the seminary, we're going to tell everybody what Greek was the most common language. But I thought Rome was the one with colonizing folk. But anyway, it just, you know, it just don't make sense. You colonizing folk and you're going to take another language and make this language dominant. Didn't make sense. I uh, challenged it when I heard it. So um, they, they say that, you know, what Greek was the most common language. That's why I said, well, OK, but what about all them Hebrews? You know, so they did that. Uh, they did that to formulate a religion that would control the minds of people. You need religion to control masses of people and to establish Roman law with Greek thought. And so this is why in America, that most seminaries and most churches is based on Greek thought and the law is based on Roman thought. That's why lawyers have to study Latin. That's why a lot of legal terminology is Latin. Did you ever think, why is not America? If we separate, if we're not extension of Rome, why are we carrying Roman law? Why we carry, if we independent, why we carry Greek thought and religion? That's why they did that. They, they smart folk now, smart. So America is an extension of Rome. I don't care what prophecy, it's an extension of Rome. If it's not, change the law. Change the religion. Get rid of it. Let's get the kingdom in here. Establish your own law to govern yourself by. 
Okay, that was a great question. I appreciate that. Tell you what, uh, we're not gonna, we don't have time to get into, um, no, this is part of the law scholarship. This, these are foundational pillars, uh, precepts. Hope you get pregnant. That's what con concept mean. It means to be impregnated with, and it means to agree with the thought of, uh, of the original thought, the precept. Once you get in belief system, there's a law that go in motion that'll bring convictions those convictions is actually an expression of your faith, what you believe in. And those conviction, convictions in your belief system is a set of precepts called ideology. That's what we think about called philosophy. And that's what we live out in our life in Acts. So once we get the kingdom con precepts and concepts, our lifestyle reflect kingdom government. You don't have to struggle with it. Once you get in belief system, the law is activated and you will be developed into a person who is really living like a kingdom citizen of heaven in this earth. Other people see that and they want a part of it because they're sick of religion. I'm telling you, they're sick of it. That's why music can draw people and the word can't. Music can draw people and talking about how to get stuff can. So you get a preacher up and I got three jets, uh, four Rolls Royce. I got nine uh, Lamborghinis. You know, and, and, you know, the Lord gave me all this because I, I believe I know how to sow and, and but look like you ain't doing too much sowing. Look like you get all the seed to me now. But anyway, people love that because really what it is, people want a better life. And they hear somebody talking like this. They believe it. They act on it. And to a certain extent, they activate some stuff. You know, and some people stumble over into some kingdom principles and it worked for them. And they think it's because of the preacher that they see on TV that got a lot of money. That's the reason why. And that's not the reason why. They don't, they didn't invent not, not one law. And now we have this thing going on with people waking up and they don't have nothing to do with what you're talking about because they call it prosperity preachers, what they call it. And not getting one of them is reneging. He's really not reneging. He's he see another audience out there where we can get more money. I, I know exactly what he's doing. That's not my fight, my battle, because I'm not a part of that. That's why you ain't heard me, uh, a pastor. Uh, let's let's just go on and and do a discussion on this, so the people they they'll know for what. I'm I'm not in the religion. Y'all y'all have have that clown show that circles. I mean, if you start studying for yourself and learning the voice of the Holy Spirit, you never would have believed in no way you'd learn laws for yourself. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up. YouTube, we give you thank you so much uh, for tuning in with us and and uh, join us next session. And we'll continue on in the law of scholarship. Study to show yourself approved unto Elohim, not to debate, to debate with no one, but to be approved by Elohim. And that word worker is actually Hebrew word abad over in Barashi called Genesis 2.15. It means a person who have vision of heaven in them because they have been born again and they're walking in the presence of the Holy Spirit that you'll never be ashamed. That's what, that's the correct interpretation of uh, uh, Timotheus uh, 3 and 15, or is it 2 and 15? So uh, if you have, um, anybody want to share a takeaway before we go off, go off YouTube live, live, you can do that. And then if you want to do it after we get off YouTube live, you can do that also. Uh, but hit the like button again, go on, hit the like button, hit the like button, hit that uh, yellow button, bell at the top, subscribe to our channel. Those that are watching our television broadcast, continue to tune in with us every Tuesday at 8.30. Uh, we are running live.
Okay, so for those who would like to go ahead and share um, their takeaway, you can put your hand up so that I can call on you and we can get our takeaways done. Who's ready? Put your hand up. Raise your hand, please. Okay, we're going to start with um, Bernadette and Brian. I mean, Byron, excuse me, you can go ahead. My takeaway is the spirit of life came when you are born again. Okay, my takeaway is the uh, two parts of law is the, the spirit of the intent and the, with the spirit of law that carries the intent. Okay, the law and the intent. Yes, got it. Anyone else want to share their takeaway? Okay. All right. Dr. Larry, we are turning it back to you. All right. Well, Shalom YouTube Live and every other social media platform was on. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to share a video. Oh, I see your hand. Oh. Uh, yeah, at the top. We got someone to share. Go right ahead. I'm going to have to change my complexion so y'all can see my hand. <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Um, I got two really short ones um, that I found really powerful. Um, the kingdom law frees us from the law of sin and death. And um, ever since the very beginning, law has governed creation and not grace. And uh, my takeaway is uh, just the explanation of and uh, what Yeshua said about you've heard that it was written, but this is what I say, and just explaining that, he was explaining that you haven't heard the intent behind the law, which is very relevant to me because those are some chapters I have been studying lately. So, and I was wondering about that. So appreciate that. Okay, thank you. We're gonna have Elder Lakeisha, then Elder Alicia. Um, yeah, mine is like this um, spirit of the um, seed of life. It, it kind of re uh, revealed to me just truly um, what Dr. Larry has been trying to teach us, the laws the, um, that come with it. We all said um, different things, submission, but if the, those that seed isn't planted, we won't be obedient. We won't love properly. We won't um, submit properly. And in that, um, um, it's, I just started reading on it since we talked about it, and it's just it, we, we have a personal responsibility once that law is that our belief system becomes Elohim's belief system is to make things applicable to our lives. And, and that just, it really runs deep. So again, like, um, like um, BJ said, I think that's BJ said, it's something that I want to look more into because we should know. Uh, <laughs> and then also when I was first on, I was moving around. So <clears> I, heard Dr. Larry speak about um, peace and our peace of um, and connections and who we associated with. I have to go back and watch. That was real powerful. I was walking around and thinking, yeah, but that seed of life, it just um, really hit me on mm -hmm. um, what we have to do and what, okay. what we have to do in order to walk now. Great. All Appreciate right. that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Elder Lakeisha. That's right. We got to get saved first. All right, Elder <laughs> Alicia, go ahead. Yes. So my takeaway was that all kingdom law brings 
freedom. Yeah, that was my takeaway too. Want to make sure we're not um, looking over anyone else. Is there anyone else want to share their takeaway now? If so, you can. And Dr. Danielle, uh, she put something in the chat, all laws of the kingdom give freedom. That's the same thing that Elder Alicia just said. Okay, all right. I don't see anyone else's hand. Okay, I do see a hand. Israel, go ahead. There are two parts of the law, the spirit and the intent of the law. There are two parts of the law, the law and the spirit and intent, which that, that goes together. Yes, got it. All right, Dr. Larry. Okay, then we'll shalom YouTube Live and all our social media platforms. We're gonna go uh, uh, to our private uh, and do our thing. All right, okay.